0: Hello, welcome to the Rosters and Rumblings podcast. Today is March 24th, 2019. We are four days away from opening day, although there have, there have been two, two teams that have played already, the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland A's. The Mariners are 2-0, I guess. I was asleep when it happened. Uh, John Becker joining me from Oxford, Ohio. John, uh, did you pay attention to those,
1: those games in Japan? Yes. Yeah, so um, one day... I what up. happened one day I woke up with a bloody nose at 4am and said, well, I'm up. Let's watch, (laughs) let's watch opening day right now. Um, So yeah, the first game was, was tons of home runs. The ball just flies in the Tokyo Dome. Um, It was cool to see Ichiro's um, plate appearances um, before he retired. Um, It it was still weird knowing it was like March 20th or whatever. And I was watching regular season baseball in Japan. Um, But some really fun games. The relief pitching was really good. The starting pitching was not great in general, um, but but the hitters for sure seemed ready to start the season, um, which they'll be able to do. Um, how did, our, I just, how did Kikuchi, Kikuchi look? He looks pretty good. Um, fastball was, uh, was good. Curveball was good. I think he threw like 93-ish pitches in like four and two-thirds, so he's got to be more efficient, but the stuff was good. Um, the command was just not great, and hopefully that's something that – He'll just shake the rust off in time, especially starting earlier than than uh, he normally would, not getting as full of a spring training um, to be expected. So um, I think he'll also start their second game at uh, what used to be Safeco Field is now T-Mobile Park um, on Friday, I believe. So that'll yeah, be watched just... during a more normal hour. I'm just not ready for baseball
0: for, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so focused on these rosters and, and cut down days, which is happening right now. This whole weekend has been nonstop. And so I even had the date wrong. I, I thought, I thought the games were on the 21st and 22nd, but they were on the 20th and 21st. And then I looked at the time and I, and I thought, okay, I think I'm going to see them when I wake up in the morning. But by the time I woke up at like six or six 30, they, they are, they were already over. And so, all right, well, Two, two games in the books. I know the Mariners won. I know Hunter Strickland got the saves. Ichiro is officially retired now, but that's, that's, uh that's pretty much all, all I got out of it. But now we can kind of reset and those two teams have to reset as well. It looks like they're back. I don't know. No, their A's aren't official. I think the Mariners are officially at 25 men again, um, 25 man roster. So and the other 28 teams are are close. And this weekend, they're getting the bulk of their roster moves done. Uh, still a few, few unsettled unsettled roster uh, competitions, roster battles, position battles. And so, what I want to do today is I want to go team by team. Um, I have my opening day tracker open here on Roster Resource. If you haven't seen it, it's a pretty pretty good tool. Let's start the uh, let's start with the NL West. And then we'll just go, go straight down. We'll go NL West, NL Central, NL East. And then we'll go AL West, AL Central, and, and we'll finish it off with the AL East. So uh, we'll just spend a couple minutes on each team and just discuss uh, status of their 25-man roster, anything left unsettled, anything interesting going on. And uh, interesting news for the Diamondbacks. They're pretty much set for, from, from all indications. And uh, big news for for today, especially for those of you that play fantasy baseball, is Greg Holland was was named their closer. Uh, didn't pitch very much this spring training. He had four, four appearances, gave up three in the first one, then gave up a run in each of the next appearances, and then had a scoreless outing on March 16th. So I'm assuming he's been throwing on the backfields and he looks good because they named him the closer over Archie Bradley, who, who uh, once again is, is going to... Going to be in that very important eighth inning role. But but they're all set. looks like Socrates Brito is the only guy left, and he's the odd man out. He, he would be the 26th
1: man right now because it looks like Jared Dyson is, is
0: going to avoid the injured list.
1: Yeah, definitely um, a pretty well-set roster for sure, as you said. Um, Brito out of options. So um, I don't know if they're going to try to sneak him through waivers or just work out a trade um without even trying to do that plenty of outfield depth um already Adam Jones who's their fourth outfielder will play plenty Jarrod Dyson will um play plenty at least at the back end of games pinch running um or uh defensive replacement out there um and of course we will get a handful of starts also they've also got uh, Tim McCaster down in the minors uh, Matt Caesar as well as depth so Brito's a guy who um still pretty young he's he's 26 but and, and athletic but you know um there's just not a spot for him and, and he's pretty similar in profile to Gerard Dyson. So um, he, he's the kind of guy that they're not really going to be too sad to see go. And they might just work out a trade for him rather than even really trying to keep him in the organization.
0: I know you pay a little bit closer attention to, to lineups and things like that earlier in the, in the spring. And I've been trying to look back at, at uh, their last few lineups to, to kind of get a, to find a trend, but they're kind of all over the place. The one thing I've noticed is that, uh, K- Kettle Marte is is hitting lower in the lineup, like fifth or sixth. I've had him in the leadoff spot. I mean, he's a guy who you can get on base, he can run. Um, they don't really have another guy who who fits in the leadoff spot. But I've seen Adam Jones in that leadoff spot. I've seen Steven Souza in the in the leadoff spot. Wilmer Flores. So either they're just trying to, either they're not, they're they're I don't know, they're, they're trying something new, maybe, maybe uh, let's, you know, maybe get one of the power guys up at the top of the lineup. And I don't know, for, for whatever reason, he hasn't been in the leadoff spot. So I, I didn't look far back enough, but I went back about seven to 10 days and I didn't see him in the leadoff spot once. Have you heard anything on that? No, I
1: haven't. Um, I, I would guess with Jones, it's about, you know, he signed late, let's get him as many at bats um, as we can as possible, whether that's in actual games or on the backfield. Um, I'd be pretty surprised if Marte didn't end up being their leadoff hitter most of the time this season, whether or not that's on day one or, or at the beginning of the season at all um, remains to be seen. But he's the kind of guy who's just too dynamic to not um, end up putting in that spot for the long haul.
0: Yeah, Dyson's been in there as well. But I imagine that that could be a regular thing, but he's not going to play every day. So when he's in the lineup, you can see Dyson at the top and then Marte down a little bit lower. Uh, let's move over to the Rockies now, another team that is – yeah, I would say officially set it looks like there. I mean, there's a lot of teams when, when you look at my opening day tracker there's always some guys at the bottom well at least in the case with the Diamondbacks and the Rockies and I go these guys are still in camp and then uh, I have to search for them and then on and then a lot of these cases a lot of these guys were reassigned on like March 3rd and maybe some random guy tweeted it out <laughs> so that for example I have Frank Duncan, Scott Griggs, David Holman, and Mitch Horacek all in, all in camp still, which they might be, but nobody's talking about them. They're, they're pretty much set. Tom Murphy, same, same case as with um, Socrates Brito. Tom Murphy's already been notified he's not going to make the team. I think they've already put him on waivers, and so he will be traded or designated for assignment. And that was always going to be the case, barring any injury. So you got a catching duo again of, of Tony Walters and, and Chris Iannetta. The uh, the one very interesting position battle, one of the more interesting position battles this spring was their second base job, just because you had a couple of unknowns there. You had Garrett Hampson and, um, and of course, uh, Ryan McMahon. And neither one has gotten a chance to play in the majors regularly, regularly yet. McMahon was up wasting away on the bench for most of last season and, and was struggling uh, as would be expected of a, a rookie who doesn't get to play all the time and uh, came on a little bit at the end. So I would, I would think Hampson made it might've had a little bit of an edge going into camp, but uh, McMahon has, has had a huge, a huge spring. Hampson has been really good as well. So I have him in a in a platoon currently at second base. Lefty righty platoon, but uh, who knows how that's going to go and how how often each of them is going to play. But they should be fine without DJ LeMahieu Le at at second base.
1: Yeah, and the good thing with that with that situation for them is that they've got a pretty uh, versatile roster. Daniel Murphy, who who will be their primary first baseman, can play second in a the pinch. They probably never really want him to, but he could. Um, Ryan McMahon can also play first and third. Hampson can play short can probably play third in a pinch and has also got a little bit of outfield experience and, and he's definitely the fastest guy in their roster right now. So um, he's a guy that they might want to stick out there and in, in center field sometimes and just see him run around. So, so McMahon might be getting more of the starts at second base just because he's a left-handed hitter, but Hampson will still be playing plenty right now. You've got them within about 25 plate appearances of each other. So, um, They'll both play plenty, at least until Brendan Rodgers comes up, which will probably be July, August. Yeah, I think that would be – that's he's their
0: best prospect. He made it to AAA last year, and the only thing now is he's he's blocked as long as these guys are hitting. So, um, Hampson's versatility – actually, they both are versatile, so just depends. Maybe Ian Desmond isn't good this year. It wouldn't be a, a huge surprise. He's going to be their center fielder, so maybe at some point they put Hampson out there. Uh, so – um, McMahon can play first and third of course so it would be interesting if if Rogers does heat up and he's putting up big numbers in AAA to see, see how they work that situation. Um, one more interesting name on here for for those of you who play fantasy baseball if you watched uh, Wade Davis last year he was really really good and then he was struggling it looked like I thought he might have been done just just a lot of mileage on his arm had a rough, rough patch and then turned things around at the end of the season and he was really good. He finished strong, but um, they've lost so many, so many relievers there and they've, they lost out of uh, Adam Adovino to the Yankees. They haven't got good production out of uh, Mike Dunn, Brian Shaw, Jake McGee. But the one guy to, to watch is Scott Oberg, who's been really good. he was good at the end of last year, really, really good in spring camp. I think he's, he's working his way into that next in line uh, spot. In case Davis struggles, so, someone know is, is there as well, but, Oberg is the guy to watch as a, as a next in line. So let's move over to uh, the Los Angeles <coughs> Dodgers. I think they had a, a today's lineup is what I'm going with as their as their go-to lineup. And a little bit different than I had had it uh, all spring. I had A.G. Pollock in the leadoff spot since they acquired him. Today's lineup they went... Uh, Jock Peterson, Justin Turner, Corey Seager, Max Muncy, Pollock, Cody Bellinger, Enrique Hernandez, who, if you didn't hear, he was named the, uh, the starting second baseman. And so he, he and Chris Taylor are flipping roles. Chris Taylor will be the super utility guy, and Kike and, and Hernandez is going to be the everyday guy at, at second. And then Austin Barnes is the eighth hitter. And he's, he's uh, reportedly going to get about 60% of the playing time. Um, in a split with with Russell Martin, so another team. They are almost set. Uh, they have one roster. I think they have one spot up for grabs. Yeah, just had the last, best bullpen, last spot. bullpen spot, and they got some interesting guys there. I have Kevin Quackenbush there. I think he's you know he, he's the guy who has experience. He's the most reliable. But um, they also have. Did
1: you see that video of Stetson, Stetson Alley? Yeah. Oh man, he he chucks filthy. Um, the rare pitcher to hit her back to pitcher move. Um, yeah. Um, he's a guy that could, could get a long look. Um, I, I heard Jay Roberts uh, talking this morning that they they would prefer someone who can give them length. Um, Caleb Ferguson could, but he was really good down the stretch for them last season. They probably don't want to pigeonhole him into a long relief role. Um, I don't know whether Quackenbush is stretched out enough. They've also got, uh, Brock Stewart, Dennis Santana, who they've optioned. Um, Justin Grimm, they just signed to a minor league deal a couple hours ago. Um, probably not a guy who could give him length, but I, I think they're more likely to go with a, a guy who can, can eat innings if needed rather than the best arm possible, which would probably be Quackenbush or even uh, Grimm or Stetson yeah, they could bring one of the uh, one of the guys the option if they really wanted a a guy who can
0: throw three innings. I mean Quackenbush can give them two if they really needed it, but you know, if one of these guys gets knocked out on the first inning, I think they'd be they'd be in trouble there. But yeah, Stetson Alley was a guy who was a was he drafted as a pitcher or first baseman? He was, he was drafted as a, a
1: pitcher, had no control pitch. as a pitcher for 2 years. They moved him back or they moved him to first base um and then Back again to the mound a couple of years ago. Um, wasn't great last season in the minors, but um, seems to have much better command this spring. And he, he's always been a hard thrower, so if he can put it all together, he'll he'll be a great story. Yeah, second round pick of the
0: Pirates back in 2010. Those guys that throw 100 miles per hour, you just you just never know something something clicks one day. And um, but yeah, that yeah probably probably going to start in AAA. But but uh, a guy who might be up during the season would be a Really fun, really good story. He would be debuting at age 28, uh, nine years after he was drafted, and after he changed positions a couple times. So, uh, let's move on to the San Diego Padres. That's my that's my team. I'll be at opening day on Thursday, and that uh, that matchup is set. It's going to be Eric Lauer taking the hill on opening day for the Padres against against Madison Bumgarner, and it sounds like their rotation is pretty much set. The first four spots are pretty much set, and that would be Lauer, and they're, they're going to go with Joey Lucchese, and it looks like Chris Paddock and Matt Strom are going to fill out the three of four spots. And so the number five spot is down to Cal, Con- Quant- Cal Quantrill and Logan Allen, and both of them got killed today. They <laughs> both got cru- they got crushed. <laughs> I don't think they either one of them lasted in an inning. Yeah, I think it was twelve uh, runs
1: combined. So, yeah.
0: um, so I'm not sure if they if they rethink that they've already ruled everybody else out of the competition, and so was, you know there there could be some guys available out there right now who who they can just you know they can look at it and say look these guys aren't quite ready let's just put them down in AAA and you know we'll bring them up once they're ready and let's bring in a guy like. Um, I don't know, off the top of your head, is there anybody out there who, who can make a couple starts? It would be interesting.
1: Well, I mean, Bartolo, uh, Bartolo Colon, if you're looking for right. interesting, um, he's still there out there. Um, James Shields would be kind of funny. To have <laughs> that. Also, I don't think there are any um, starting pitchers really kind of on that bubble with um, opt-out decisions from, from minor league contracts, but it's the kind of thing where um, unfortunately with their schedule, they've got to make a decision now. They can't really delay it. They got their first um, eight games in eight days, so they can't go with a four man rotation. And and it would be a weird move to say, you know, we, we told Erland and Mitchell and and the rest that they're, they're not contending for that fifth spot anymore. And, but seeing how they pitch today um, we'll, we'll reverse course. That would just kind of be a weird move. Um, But at the same time, they were both so bad today that, that I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a tough one, especially with guys that don't have any major league experience. And it's, and it's rare that a, that's a, a pitcher with no big league experience is going to make the, the opening day roster. And they did last year with Lucchese, but it, but it's pretty rare. And now you're going to have Chris Paddock and probably one of these guys. It's just, you want them to have that confidence going into to opening to, to their first big league start and their last start. They got knocked around. Um, it is spring training, these guys, but they both have really good stuff, but that one is kind of up in the air. And, the, and this roster is not really, I mean, it, as far as the 25 guys, it's, it's close. But as far as how they're going to split up that playing time, it's, it's unclear. Just because they have so many, so many outfielders. I think they're all, I think all of them are going to make the team. And I'm, I'm talking about Will Myers. He's their left fielder. Manny Margot, Francie Cordero, Fran Mule Reyes, and Hunter Renfro. Those are all guys that, that I think, I, and I, I have them all on the roster right now. And Francie Cordero is, is the most talented guy of that group. And he's a little bit streaky. He started off slow, but he's, he's come on a little bit at the end. And I know when they had him on the team, I think last year was his first year, the first time they had him up, or was it the year before? The year before that. The um... year before, and he figured, this kid's not ready. He strikes out a ton um just send him to the minors and and you know just don't sit him on the bench up here man but they just kept putting him in the lineup and then he would he would hit the crap out of the ball he would run he was so fast and he would do all these amazing things so when he's on that roster it's like why are we putting him on the bench just put him in the lineup so i I'm, i think i'm the only one who's had who's projecting him as a starter over manny margot manny margot was not good last year he's still a talented 24 year old who can he can easily bounce back but um yeah it's going to it's hard if if Cordero Cordero's on the roster it's hard to keep him out of that lineup and then you got Margot, and then you got Renfro and Reyes two two guys who looked really good last year for these big power hitting guys who who could strike out a lot but they both held their own got better throughout the season so it'll be interesting to see how they divvy up playing time
1: Yep, for sure. Um, Moving on to the Giants, they might have the most unsettled roster in the National League. They've really not tipped their hand at all. Um, Of their Rule 5 guys, the two that they picked were Travis Bergen and Drew Ferguson. Um, Ferguson got returned to his former team. Bergen's going to make the team. I don't think he gave up a run um, this spring training. They acquired Connor Joe from the Reds. He's another Rule five guy, infielder, outfielder, can catch a little bit, but I don't think they really view him as one. Um, they also got Michael Reed, who's out of options, outfielder, um, mashes lefties. Gerardo Par and Yanerva Salarte, uh, non-roster guys, haven't their contracts purchased yet, but they've made the team along with Nick Vincent. Um, Eric Krax, they just acquired today from the Brewers, will be their backup catcher, um, but it's, it's this cloud of mystery in that the Giants beat writers seem to think that there could just be yet another move coming down the pipe. They don't know um, what is settled. Um, they don't know what Alan Hansen's fate will be, who's out of options and not on the projected roster. Same with uh, Trevor Gott. Um, same with Pablo Sandoval, who um, I assume would not accept um, an assignment to the minors and has been hitting really well this spring. So, so a lot of moving parts, um, if you look at their projected roster, their, their pitching rotations finalized. That those first seven guys out of eight in their bullpen are, are, are finalized. But um, all offseason, um, Far Anxiety is, has shown no, um, no fear in, in letting go of, of out of options guys. So that could mean guys like Chris Stratton, um, Alan Hanson, maybe even Mac Williamson um, end up elsewhere or at least uh, snuck through waivers before the season starts. Yeah, he's done a
0: lot of tinkering with this lineup. Nothing, nothing major, but he, and he, I think he's added, added a guy to that bench like in the <clears> last <throat> three days. Yeah, I mean, he had, yeah, he acquired Connor Joe. Then he got Michael Reed, and today he got Eric Kratz. Um, yeah, so it wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if there's if there's a few more of those coming in, just because there's going to be so many guys on the waiver wire, or you know, he he might just like somebody else a little bit more than one of these guys, and. Um, yeah, it's still that, that roster, you just you don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna do their pitching staff should be good enough where they're not gonna just get killed early in the season and just fall out of the fall out of the race. So um we'll see. Of course, that that depends a lot on how madbum is 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 pitching and Samarja, how he bounces back. And uh Drew Pomeranz, of course, who was really good the last time he was in the National League West. That closer situation is is another one of those that is unsettled, and uh, Will Smith is the guy who was there last last year, finished off really strong, but of course Mark Melancon is the guy they gave all that money to, and if he's healthy, they want they want to be giving him the ball in the ninth inning and letting him earn that that big contract. So they got those two guys, Tony Watson's there, Sam Dyson, Reyes Moronta is the guy who who. Uh, throws high 90s, he could be a closer of the future, so they're not, they're not bad, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a very interesting roster, but uh, Zaidi, I'm sure he has a few, a few more minor moves in him, so let's move on to uh, the NL Central, Chicago Cubs, I know I've moved a few pieces around here, the big news was was from yesterday the the option Ian Happ to the minors. John, as a as a Cubs fan, were you surprised? I mean,
1: I, I was surprised, this, but... and then I, I looked at the spring training stats and went back to back and looked at his past couple months, and he was just lost at the plate from what I saw. There was just so much swing and miss in his game, um, and so much just just you could tell he was guessing. He was taking fastballs right down the pipe and then swinging it, changeups in the dirt. And he's he's a supremely talented um, hitter for sure. Um, but he's the kind of guy where when he's lost at the plate there's just it seems like he's never going to get out of that funk and um, albert elmore jr um, made some swing changes um, that has has really added more lift to his swing i think he's already hit three maybe four home runs this spring Um, and and of course elmore the better fielder um, out there in center field as it is so it was the kind of thing where the way Ivy would have Hap wasn't going to play regularly, then you may as well send him down to AAA to get him right. Instead of just kind of letting him rot on the bench and, and maybe spiral further. Um, a couple other moves that they made, um, Brian Dunsing was DFA'd. So that's 3.5 million, uh, down the drain, so to speak, two years, 7 million was, was not good last year at all. And then, um, was not good in spring training this year. So they decided to pull the plug on that. Um, in terms of where their roster is, they're probably going to go with Mark Zagunas as that fourth bench piece. Um, he's the only, I think, let's see, he's the only position player they've got left in camp. So unless they make a last-minute move, um, it's going to be Zagunas. And um, Elmora and Hayward can both handle center field, whereas Zagunas is more of a corner guy. So that really shouldn't be an issue. Um, the Dunsing designated for assignment, they did sign Tim Collins um, today to a major league contract and immediately options and down to triple a. Um, so probably not in contention for the opening day roster is, is Collins. So they've got three relievers left in camp. Um, Alan Webster, uh, Randy Rosario and uh, Kyle Ryan, who actually was optioned, but um, they might, right now Kyle Ryan was an option. Um, so those are the three guys left um, Webster, the righty, the other two guys lefties um, Webster's been the best of the three. This spring by far, they might prefer having a second lefty, especially since Mike Montgomery is kind of their, um, going to be their swing man. So, so if he steps in the rotation, then they would have an all right-handed bullpen. Um, but, but it's down to those three guys. I don't think they're going to make another move. Um, Theo Epstein was saying this morning, he really loves their minor league, uh, bullpen depth with, with guys like Collins, Dylan Maples, who, if he knows where the heck the ball is going is, is filthy. Rowan Wick, James Norwood, um, Dakota Machis should be up at some point soon. Um, Alec Mills as well. So um, I, I think they're pretty much set with their organization. It's just a matter of of picking that last bullpen spot. Uh, right now, I'd go with Webster, but but they might they might go for Rosario, who was pretty good last season, or Kyle Ryan, who spent all of last season uh, starting a little bit of relieving in AAA. But but their rosters basically where it's going to be on Thursday. Yeah, a lot of
0: hype on on Webster, which is why I put him in there. Initially, I was thinking, you know, I put Collins in there right away after they signed the major league deal. He's he has more than six years of service time, so he would have had to give them permission to when he signed the contract to say, Yeah, go ahead and send me to AAA. And so, yeah, Webster's the guy who's getting a lot of buzz. Power Arm, the other two, if, if they want a lefty, obviously they'd go with Rosario or, or Ryan. And yeah, you mentioned the, the, the AAA depth. If you, if you look at roster resource, how many guys I have in AAA. Uh, so how, what i do is if, if a if a guy has major league experience if he had a good season in double a last year or triple a i mean i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and put him in that triple a section and some teams i end up with you know seven eight nine guys and i think with the cubs right now i have i just counted so eight, nine, uh, two, uh, yeah. i have like 19 guys yeah, <laughs> yeah that i mean and some of these guys aren't Aren't good. They're just there because they signed a minor league deal and they have major league experience, or they got a they got a non non roster invite. But yeah, they have yeah eighteen or nineteen guys there right now. Some some of them are going to end up getting released. Some will pitch in double A. But yeah, that's depth. I mean, they, out of that group right there, you have a few guys that are going to be able to help the big league team this year. Cincinnati Reds, uh, big news a couple of days ago, losing one of their big bats, Scooter Gannett. Strain groin out for 8 to 12 weeks, uh, which opens the door for Jose Iglesias to play every day as a shortstop. They can move Jose Peraza over to second base. So, obviously, they're going to lose a lot of offense there. Uh, important left-handed bat, but their defense is better. Iglesias is, is I don't know. Has he
1: won a Gold Glove? I'm sure he's won a Gold Glove. Before. He, I, I'm, I'm, maybe, yeah. I think once. Um, he's he seems to be a finalist every single year. Just, just ridiculous with the glove. Proz is pretty good at short, but um, definitely better at second base. His arm is probably his worst um, quality as a fielder. And uh, Jeanette was having a lot of throwing issues last season. Had a sore shoulder much of last season, so that was really um, affecting his throwing. So defense for sure is going to be better for them on the infield. And so they cleared up that outfield uh, potential controversy by sen-
0: sending uh, Nick Senzel down to, to the minors. He's, he's most likely going to be their center fielder early in the season. But it made sense with Guy, they have so many outfielders that, that need at bats right now. They, they're going to keep Jesse Winker up, Scott Shevler's there. Yassiel Puig's going to be in that lineup pretty much every day. And then, then you've got Matt Kemp, who, who can still hit the ball. And so one of those guys can play center field and it looks like that's going to be Shevler and he's had a really good camp and they should be able to get away with, with having a subpar defender in center field for, for a little bit while Senzel gets, gets his, uh, gets his feet wet in AAA. I mean, he's a great athlete. I'm sure he'll be fine in center field, but it's not going to hurt him to actually play some games at the position and play real games in AAA. And he was hurt most of last year. So I know there was a little bit of controversy when he was sent down, but I, I don't, I, I don't think there should be in the, in that case. So there will be, he, he can make it interesting early in the season if he's hitting the ball and if he's showing like he can handle center field, but for now, they're, they're set. I think they're, they're down to their last. Uh, I think they got 26 guys left in camp and Robert Stevenson, is is, is uh, he, he was hurt earlier in camp, so I have him on the projected injured list. Although he's pitching, it seems like he's fine, so it could be a situation where he gets sent out, he gets designated for assignment, or they could just put him on the, uh, the injured list. But nothing, nothing major coming up there. It looks like they're all set. Their starting rotation is set. Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Tanner Roark, Anthony
1: DiSclafani, and
0: Tyler Maul. How do you think they're going to be, John? You think they're going to? It's it's tough because they look good on
1: paper, but that the whole National League and I think the NL Central and, and the East especially are both going to be just absolute dogfights. So, I mean, w- one of these NL Central teams is just going to be a lot worse than expected. It, it's probably going to be the Reds or the Pirates, um, but. But, but they've got a pretty good-looking team. The pitching staff is, is miles better than it um, has been in a long time, really, since they had, like, Queto and Lato, Um and, and the offense should be just as good as it usually is even without uh, Jeanette for two or three months.
0: So the Milwaukee Brewers pretty much set their roster a few days ago. And it was a surpri- and surprising move or, or uh, um, moves they named their three young pitchers to the starting rotation and they were all on the bubble going in the camp. You didn't know if any one of them <clears throat> was going to make it. And that's a uh, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta and Brandon Woodruff. You figure one of them might make the rotation, especially if Jimmy Nelson wasn't healthy enough to start the season. You figure one of them was probably going to be in the bullpen and, and all three of them could, could easily be really good setup men um, or late inning, late inning guys at, at some point in their career. But, they all pitched well this this spring, and they all got rotation spots. Chase Anderson's the odd man out, so guy who they had signed to a long term contract after he was really good a couple of years ago. Now he's going to be in their bullpen. The three young kids are in, and uh, Zach Davies and and Julio is their opening day starter. Uh, Zach Davies will be their their fifth starter. Uh, they've they've been hit by the injury bug. They've lost Jeremy Jeffress. Um, Shoulder shoulder discomfort and Corey Knebel with an elbow injury, which could be really bad, could be season ending. They're not sure yet. At this point, he's out indefinitely. So one of the most dominant bullpens in baseball last year um, is down to Josh Hader and a lot of guys who you're not really sure about.
1: Yeah, it's a team that, that could be just as good and just as exciting as they were last year. But you look at their pitching pitching staff, and there's just a ton of question marks. I mean, all those those young guys who who will slot 3 two, three, four in their rotation are really exciting. Um, Jacob Barnes and Taylor Williams have, have really good stuff, and they're they're pretty young guys who will be um, set up men and maybe even get some save opportunities. But there are very few unpro- or very few proven arms. Um, really, just Hayter, Chassee, and, and Davies are the, are the only guys who lately have had a lot of success at the major league level. So, um, could be a, a pitching staff that's very much in flux. Could could very much be a non-issue. They'll they'll definitely hit, though. Um, but it, it's a matter of are they going to have a lot of high-scoring blowouts or they're going to have a lot of twelve-to-ten games? Now hopefully, Jeffress will be back early in the season. He had shoulder discomfort. <clears throat> Seemed like
0: there's twenty or thirty guys out in spring training with with shoulder shoulder tightness or shoulder discomfort or whatever it, you never know if that's serious or not the elbow if, if, if an elbow hurts that, is, that usually ends up being bad news shoulder in most cases seems like that calms down and they're able to get back on the mount eventually so Jeffers gets back early in the season he'll, he'll team up with uh with hater and the ladings and they should be fine but that lineup is so deep man that's that lineup was was already really good they added they added grandal they brought back Ustakis for Orlando Arcea um, can hit a little bit better than he did last year. He looked, he looks really good at times, but he's, he's still a young kid, but I mean, one through seven they're that's, that's not going to be a fun lineup to face Pittsburgh Pirates. Interesting. Interesting. That, well, I'll say it wasn't an interesting off season for them, but it's, there's been some interesting um, position battles here and, Jung Ho Kang, how do you say his name? Kong? I or think Kang? it's Gong, um, with like with a G, which took me about a year to remember. Um. I have I have the pronunci- pronunciation guide now. I need to keep it open while uh, while we do this. Young, uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. So maybe it's just how it's spelled, Jung Ho Kang. Anyways, he's their starting third baseman. He hasn't played in the majors in two years. We don't have to discuss his off-the-field issues. They were pretty bad, but, you know, the Pirates decided to give him a chance, another chance. Major League of Baseball decided to give him another chance. And uh, so far, he's made the most of it. And the one thing you notice when you look at his stats, when, when guys get hurt or for whatever reason, they're, they're not playing for a year or two, you can easily forget how, how, how good of a player they were. Or, you know, if they were bad, or you just you just forget about guys just not on the radar and so if you look at Kang's stats he was really good for for those two years that he was he was with the pirates and um he didn't know how that how it was gonna how his skills were gonna translate coming over from the korean league but he had uh over 800 ops both years 21 homers in like half a in like 100 games in 2016 so He's had a. I know he's had a six homers this this spring. Nine nine hits and six of them have been home runs. So, they named him the starting third baseman over Colin Moran, who's a, who's a nice player, but I'm not not going to give you the big production at third base. So he's he's going to the bench. And at shortstop, the position they thought that. Um, it, it appeared that they could upgrade they can make make a move for like a Jose iglesias or one of those other free agents that were out there they they acquired Eric Gonzalez from the Indians who you know at, at the time figured okay, he was going to come in and be be a utility guy off the bench but they said no he's going to be our shortstop and they they stuck with it so he, he won the job so it'll be interesting to see how he he does in his first year and everything else is pretty close to being settled they say they're not they're not going to name a fifth starter yet. Jordan Lyles has been the favorite Nick Kingham and, and Steven Brods are in that, in that battle as well. And uh, they got some good arms in the bullpen. They got Felipe Vasquez, of course, and they got a full year of, of Keon Keela, Richard Rodriguez, Cal Crick. Um, Nick Birdie was a real five pick still real five, Rule five status. He's coming back healthy So they got some big arms back there. I'm not sure if if they're going to hang in that division. They won 82 games last year, but, uh, again, like, like the Reds figure, I mean, it's a really good division and not if not everybody's going to, going to be able to compete in there.
1: Yeah. It's kind of, they're they're kind of the reverse Brewers, Brewers situation where the offense is very underwhelming, um, on the surface, at least. and, And the pitching staff is really good. Um, Brewers pitching staff is probably better than the Tigers offense, though, or Pirates offense, though. Um, and uh, Brewers have a really good offense where I'd say the, the Pirates just have an exciting um, pitching staff that we're not sure how good it'll be. Um, but but they're an interesting team. They always hang around. Um, so, you know, not not a team that any of the NL Central teams will ever discount. I just think that they can walk all over. The Pirates have always been a, a pretty scrappy team, at least the past uh, six or seven years or so.
0: Yeah, so let's go. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I believe they are set. <clears throat> they uh, looks like they went with their what's going to be their their lineup on opening day, and only change I had was I've I've had Paul Goldschmidt in the number three spot since they acquired him, and they went Matt Carpenter, Paul Goldschmidt, Paul DeYoung Young today. So um, it looks like they're going to go with Goldschmidt in the two spot most likely the young three spot. And then Ozuna Molina, Dexter Fowler is going to get a shot to bounce back. And then you got Colt, Colton Juan and, and Harrison Bader. They did set the rotation as well. After Miles Mikolas is Jack Flaherty. Dakota Hudson is their number three starter. Uh, Michael Waka and Adam Wainwright. And then in the bullpen, another unsettled clo- closer situation where, I think they just don't want to say the young guys, their closer, you put a lot of pressure on them, but it looks like Jordan Hicks should, should get pretty much every opportunity to, to, to take that job and run with it. But they also got Andrew Miller and Alex Reyes is the guy you got to watch out for. I think they're going to, they're going to be careful with not to overuse him, but he's in that bullpen. He's just as, as, as uh just as nasty as Jordan Hicks out there. And it's just, it's going to be, you get to the seventh, eighth and ninth inning and you got to face those two guys, it's, it's not going to be fun.
1: Yeah, um, a bullpen that they really made over the middle of last season, um, in large part due to, due to the emergence of, of Jordan Hicks and, and the struggles that a lot of guys, um, most notably uh, Greg Holland, were having. But um, it, it's actually something that could be a major strength for them, especially if Reyes um, works himself into high leverage situations, Andrew Miller. Um, bounces back after a, a pretty rough season by his standards with uh, Cleveland last season, and, and John Brebbia, Dominic Leone, um, Mike Mayers, uh, all guys who were pretty good when they pitched last year, and uh, John Gant will uh, be their swingman kind of flexible uh, role long man guy.
0: If they're if they're in a situation at some point this year where where they got those five guys in there right now in the rotation and they're they're doing fine, they're healthy, they're holding their own. And you're able to go to put in your bullpen Hicks, Andrew Miller, Alex Reyes, and Carlos Martinez. Those are your four best guys in the bullpen. Man, that's that's. There's some deep bullpens in the majors. A lot. I mean, a lot of teams are good at building, you know, bullpens that are dominant dominant guys, seventh, seventh, eighth, nine innings. But that would be really, really tough to beat if you if if the Cardinals get a lead on you and you, and you go to those four guys especially if, if they get into the playoffs. So if of course, that's a, it's a big, if say these, if these guys stay healthy, we don't know how many innings Dakota Hudson's going to give them. We don't know if Michael Walker will stay healthy, if Adam Wainwright will stay healthy. So at some point, you know, Alex Reyes will you know, could be moved to the rotation. Carlos Martinez, once he's healthy, they could bring him back as, as a starter. So a lot can happen, but that, yeah, it's just it's just uh as, as roster geeks who like thinking about these things on paper that that bullpen could be really good okay uh, National League east Atlanta Braves a lot of changes today they did uh they did set their rotation rosters not completely set yet uh, they're getting there their starting lineup has been set for a long time it looks like they have maybe one or two. Bench spots up for grabs. Matt Joyce is now the leading candidate. He started the, uh, the spring with, with the Indians, they released him. He went to the giants and then the giants, uh, traded him to the Braves yesterday and they optioned Adam Duvall down an all star a few years back. He really struggled after, after the, uh, the Braves acquired him. He was optioned to the minors, So could open the door for, for Matt Joyce, but they, uh, they set their rotation today, so it's going to go like this. Uh, Julio Teheran on opening day. Uh, game number two, it's going to be Bryce Wilson. Game three is going to be Kyle Wright. Uh, game four is going to be Sean Newcomb. And then they have an off day, and then they're going to come back with Teheran again. And then it's most likely, likely going to be Max Fried. And then as long as he's healthy, they're going to bring Kevin, Kevin Gossman off of the I.L., to pitch game seven. So that's their plan for now. They have so many guys. I mean, Tuki Tucson is the guy who got option today. Um, I had him as a projected uh, number five starter for, for most of, most of camp and didn't have, a, I mean, there, there wasn't really any indication that he, he was falling out of it. I mean, all these guys are really good. You just never, I mean, there was, with so many guys fighting for one or two spots. So um yeah, they have a lot of young guys. For a team that, that was the uh, went to the playoffs last year, first place team with 90 wins, they got a lot of young guys. It's a really good farm system, though. So One more interesting move, they sent down Dan Winkler, who's been a really good setup man for them the last few years. I'm not sure why he was sent to the minors. They got uh, a, lot of, a lot of good arms in the bullpen still. Chad Sabatka is a the guy they really like. I moved him into the eighth inning role. With A.J. Minner expected to start the season on the I.L. Same with Darren O'Day. And uh, they have uh, Johnny Benchers, of course, is there. Shane Carl, who had a good year last year. Wes Parsons is a guy most most people have never heard of. Not sure if he's a, a spring training wonder, but I think he has something like 13 innings. And I don't think he's given up a run yet this spring.
1: Yeah, safe to say um, Braves are going to run through a lot of pitchers this season, um, whether they like it or not. Um, with, with four of them set to start on the injured list, Tukey Toussaint will get plenty of innings. Mike Soroka should get plenty of innings. Dan Winkler will be back up at some point. So um, they're going to go through a lot of pitchers. And unfortunately for them, they've got a very, very deep um, system of pitchers that, that they can turn to, um, whether it's injuries or just, just poor performance. So Let's check out the Marlins now. Uh, the Marlins, how how many games do you think they're going to lose this year, John? I'm going to go with 105. I don't think they're that bad, but but like I said before, the NL East is really rough. Um, The National League as a whole is going to be rough. Um, The Marlins are the only team that look to be outright bad in the National League, so you know, they might have some interesting interesting young players, but um, they're going to lose a a ton of games.
0: Yeah, they have it's, it's hard to lose 100 games when you have a good pitching staff. <clears throat> and they have they have probably five, six, seven starting pitchers who I trust right now. And they got Rania, Straley, Trevor Richards has been really good this spring. Caleb Smith looks healthy. He was good last year before he got hurt. Pablo Lopez. Um, they have a lot of pitching depth as well. They got some interesting arms in the bullpen. Not sure who their closer is going to be: Drew Steckenrider, Sergio Romo, Adam Conley, Tyron Guerrero throws 100 mile per, miles per hour. They got uh, two kids who I have in the projected bullpen right now: Tyler Kinley and Nick Anderson, who are having really good springs. Um, I think both of them have like almost double strikeouts uh, to innings pitched right now, so it, can, it they they can do some things. I think they they can hang for a while, but with this offense that they have. Unless some of these guys really surprise, it's going to be a really bad offense, and it's going to really wear on the pitching if the pitching is good. So, they had one uh, position battle, and that is appears pretty much settled. Garrett Cooper uh, appears to have beaten out a couple guys. Pete O'Brien was was the favorite going into camp. He didn't have a good camp. Garrett Cooper has been really good. A couple other outfielders are there. Um, Gabriel Guerrero, who is uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s cousin. Austin Dean was already sent out of camp. Harold Ramirez is still there. So there there were some guys that that were that could have could have won the job, but it, it was pretty much gonna be between, I would say, Dean and, and uh O'Brien and Cooper. And, and Dean and O'Brien are gone. Cooper is there. So he's a guy who is, he's 28 years old. But a couple of years ago, I think it was with the Yankees when he was, I think he hit like 360 or 370 in AAA and hasn't really got a chance to play regularly since he did that. So we don't really know what he's capable of. Um, So at at least, you know, somewhat of a breakout candidate there. And of course, they got Brinson and Alfaro who have huge upsides if they can, can, uh, can figure things out.
1: Yeah, so, so they're not going to be like the Orioles, who we'll talk about later, later where um, they're not going to give the young guys a shot, and they're going to be really bad. Um, the Marlins are at least be um, somewhat interesting to follow because of all the young talent they've got. Um, they've got a few veterans on their roster, um, but only seven guys over 30 on their roster, which um, is pretty good. Um, they want to have a young team, and, and they're clearly committed to that for from right from the get-go, right from day one.
0: New York Mets, they've uh, they've cleared out their their uh, their spring camp pretty much. I think we got again another team with like one decision to make, and that's between putting Travis Darneau on the injured list to start the season and going with Thomas Nito. And then they also have a Rule Five pick in camp, Kyle Dowdy, who they're not committing to. They've already sent everybody else out of camp. But they're saying now that they they could bring somebody else back. They could they could still acquire somebody. They're not settled there yet. But yeah, it looks it looks like they are gonna gonna go with the rookie Pete Alonzo, on opening day. So unless they sign him to a contract extension, uh, he, he will become or unless the rules change um, for uh, for service time, he's going to be a free agent after. Uh, let me do the math here. 2000 and after 2024 Pete Alonso will be a free agent. If they keep him in the minors for a couple weeks, it would be 2025. But hey, the, the kid deserves it. He already he already dominated in AAA. He's having a really really good spring camp. So they're doing the right thing and they and they're going to put him on the opening day roster. They have a really good really good lineup there of all these guys do what they're capable of doing. We know about their pitching staff. The Grom, Syndergaard, Matt, Zach Wheeler, uh, Jason Vargas, if he bounces back, is a really good number five starter. I don't care what anybody says. He's, he's solid. And, uh, and it'll be their first year with Edwin Diaz as their closer. This could be a really good team. But you never know. Yep. This is baseball. You never know. Philadelphia Phillies.
1: Yeah, they should be finalized. Um, the only guy they haven't sent out yet, um, Sean Rodriguez. Um, um, Rob Brantley, backup catching option, but I mean, they're going to go with Andrew Knapp. Um, they decided that uh, Eddie Bray Ramos would take that last um, bullpen spot. Um, looks like they're committed to having Scott King around their roster and just hoping they can find enough playing time for him. Um, Delaying a decision on Aaron Altair, uh, Roman Quinn will be on the injured list um, with a strand oblique, both Quinn and Altair out of options. Um, possible that they could both be on the roster um, when everyone's around, but uh, they really like Nick Williams off the bench. He can be optioned, but um, Gabe Kappa right now seems to think he can find enough playing time for him, but uh, this is a roster that's really good and, and appears to be set.
0: Moving on to the Washington. Nationals. Yeah, this this analysis is good. The Marlins might lose 120 games. The only thing I don't like about the Nationals lineup is they got one, one lefty hitter, and everybody else is right-handed. They, oh, no, they got two lefties, Adam Eaton and then Juan Soto, but they got four through eight, all right-handed hitters. Yeah, Anthony Rendon, Ryan Zimmerman, Brian Dozier, Jan Gomes, and Victor Robles. They they should be they should be fine. They should score plenty of runs, and of course, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin are gonna gonna be fine. That rotation is gonna be good. But I mean, I guess we say this every year about the Nationals, and they always disappoint at least a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, and and it seems to come down to the bullpen every single year. And you look at their bullpen right now; it's definitely um, the most underwhelming part of their roster. Um, and that's I think where their only decision lies um, last bullpen spot. Um, between Wander Suero um, and Austin Williams Um, but both of them having strong springs um, both of them can give you multiple innings. Williams can maybe give you a little bit more length Um, definitely a tough decision but also one that it's not a big deal Um, you know there's a lot of stock put into opening day rosters and it's really important to the players but when you when you're looking at guys with options like both Suero and Williams they can come up and down as much as they want and they they they're both the type of, of reliever who are definitely going to be riding the bus from, from AAA to the majors pretty often as, uh, as pitch, uh, pitch counts are, are put into consideration and, and injuries and, and all that.
0: They have a, a very, uh, interesting spring, spring training story, spring training surprise. It's still, still there. And they have, it looks like they're going to keep, they're going to go with the five man bench and, uh, I have five forty man roster guys there now, but there's one one other guy in camp, and that's Jake Knoll, who was a third baseman, who barely made it to Double A last year. He is uh, set was a seventh round pick in 2016, put up good numbers in in High A, and then was a little bit underwhelming in Double A. But he he's 24 years old. He he got the invite to camp, and he's making the most of it. And that's why he's still there because he's 15 of 47 with two homers and four doubles so he's hitting 319 with a 928 ops and uh and making a case for a roster spot so that just goes to show you just just just, just because you've never played above double a or if, if you look at somebody's stats and you go there's no chance this guy is going to make the team If you, you have a good enough camp and Everything goes your way. You just never know. This guy is still in camp and he is, uh, yeah, he might be the biggest surprise on opening day if, if he makes a team. I, I'm going with Adrian Sanchez, is there the last guy on the bench? But uh, Jake Knoll is the guy. Good job. Uh, let's move on to the AL West, the Houston Astros. I haven't heard much from the Astros uh, for a while. It looks like they are.
1: They set. They're they're, set. They've sent everybody out. They're completely set. Um, Really good roster, of course, as you would expect from them. Um, No real surprises here. Josh James um, had been on the projected injured list for a little bit. Um, I think it was an oblique injury, but um, he's pitched a few innings over the past few days um, and ended up just taking him out of the uh, race for the fifth spot in the rotation. But um, he'll he'll open the year in the bullpen and he'll definitely get plenty of starts as the year goes on.
0: Yeah, they're going with two, two, uh, two young kids who were rotation candidates. And, of course, James knocked himself out of it with his injury, which he missed time. But him and, and Framber Valdez, lefty, so they got two, two young kids in the bullpen. Both of them can throw two to three innings if, if necessary. So we'll see how, how often they're going to have to do that. It looks like Brad Peacock wins the number five uh, rotation spot and I think you know as far as the the lineup goes it'll be interesting to see how much they get Tony Kemp in the lineup Tyler White is the guy that put up huge numbers and and limited number of at-bats last year but he he definitely deserves a chance to play every day but but Tony Kemp's an interesting guy he can hit little little left-handed left-handed hitter who doesn't have a ton of power but he he can hit the ball
1: yeah um and and the one starting lineup spot that's Pretty tenuous is, is probably right field. Josh Reddick um, was not good last season, um, and, and he's 32, so he's not. He's probably not going to bounce back from that too much. Um, so definitely, um, right field could have some bats open up. Um, Tyler White's probably not going to play every single day at DH, um, so Kemp's going to get his fair share of at bats. But um, Jake Mariznick's glove and speed is also um, a consideration for sure. That could take away some of uh, some of Kemp's playing time.
0: And Josh Reddick was actually scratched from the lineup today with back stiffness. Of course, uh, as, as every pro athlete will say they're it's not a big deal. They're fine, but don't listen to them. Just wait, wait for the next day and see, see what, uh, see what the training staff says about it. But yeah, he's like you said, he's 30, 32, 33 years old. If your back hurts, you don't know. That's going to, that's going to feel better the next day. Like when you were 21, 22. Los Angeles Angels are not quite set. But close. Uh, well, I think they're down to one one bullpen spot. And I need to update the uh, the opening day tracker. Because I still have Noe Ramirez as, as a candidate. Right now I have him in the bullpen. Um, but, I, but I believe Luke Bard is still yep. still in camp. And he's a guy that was a non roster invitee and they added him to the 40 man roster. And I believe he's still in there competing for a spot. He's having a good camp, but they, uh, yeah, I think they're set. And the one normal one move we talked about earlier today was second base. I've had David Fletcher penciled in and we're thinking maybe more of a, of a platoon between Tommy La and David Fletcher. And it looks like they also had their possible opening day lineup um, in there in, in the game today, which was Cole Calhoun, Mike Trout, Justin Upton, Justin Bauer in the fourth spot, uh, Andleton Simmons fifth. So they, they got Albert Pujols in the sixth spot. So they moving the, moving the old guy down a little bit. Hopefully he he uh, hopefully he took it okay. Uh, Zach Cozart was seventh, Jonathan Lucroy eighth, and then they had Lestella in the ninth spot. He hasn't had a great camp, but I think it makes sense. David Fletcher is is, is, a, is a young kid. He was okay when he when they brought him up last year. He he was having a really good year in the minors, but I think it makes sense to kind of split that that time at second base between those two. And of course, they got Peter Borges back in back with the Angels. He was a he was a two thousand two thousand and five draft pick um, with the Angels. He spent some time with them, and now he's now he's back and. Seems like he's going to make that opening day roster.
1: Yeah. Um, Oakland A's. Go, go yeah, ahead. Um, yeah. So a couple of decisions for them, as you said. Jennings, inside track, veteran, lefty. Um, pretty simple there. Um, Oakland A's kind of got a wrench thrown into their season for sure. Um, Matt Olson um, with hammock bone surgery. Got on one of his last swings um, in the second game in Japan. Um, so it's going to be a jerkson and profar. Um and Mark Canna platoon of sorts at first. Um that'll open up some playing time for um Franklin Barreto at second base along with Chad Pender. Um neither of them have really got uh gotten a lot of uh regular playing time. I think they still have to narrow down their roster by a couple um with Olson creating wait, let's see, Olsen created one spot. Uh, yeah, I have, I twenty five,
0: there. I have twenty five now, but they still had a couple guys. I think they had uh Ryan Dahl. Yeah, um, uh, Ryan Dahl and JB Wendelkin, I think, are probably fighting for yeah, one spot. Yeah, uh, Brooks
1: there. is out of options. but
0: Aaron Brooks is Aaron Brooks. So, so between the three guys, they're probably fighting for yeah. one spot, and then they're and then there's they Yeah, again. and it's that
1: last bullpen spot. So, um. You know, again, not really a, a, a very consequential decision. Um, the only consequence it would have is that Brooks is out of options, but um, he's 29 and has, I think, the area over eight in his major league experience of, of 50 or more innings. Um, so they'll probably go with Wendell Kenner dole who have got a lot more upside, but um, could definitely go with, with Brooks just to delay a decision on him.
0: Yeah, it, and this will be interesting to see how much they utilize Franklin Barreto. It's also, this injury to Olsen opens up some time just, just because they can move pro far over to first base. And, and of course, Chad Binder deserves to play every day to see what he can do. It's been really good um, potential breakout candidate if, if if they can give him 400 to 500 plate appearances. So, of course, it opens up time for him as well. But Franklin Barreto is he's only 23. He's been around for a little bit. He's one of the guys that got in the, um, in the Josh Donaldson trade from the blue jays and he was I think he was the main piece there and he was their their best prospect for a while and he's just kind of been buried. He doesn't he hasn't gotten a chance and he's still on the bench at least. He's in he's in the majors at least but he's on the bench and we'll see if he can get some regular playing time.
1: Yeah. Um really dynamic player should definitely have some opportunities over those I think usually six plus weeks for hammock phone surgery that Olsen's out. Um but this could really be the last shot he gets with the is so Um, it's really important for him that he makes the most of his playing time.
0: So the Seattle Mariners have set their 25 man roster, uh, as long as Malik Smith is ready to go. And I think he was still kind of questionable. He was, he he wasn't placed on the injured list. He was inactive. He had some elbow pain early in camp, so he got a late start and, um, as far as I can tell, they have 25 guys left right now, and he's one of them. So I'm assuming he is ready to go. They are the first-place Seattle Mariners, uh, and, and they could, uh, I don't know, I think they could be all right as long as Hunter Strickland holds things down in the ninth inning. Uh, surprise move by them was they, they sending out Dan Altavia, who I had as their eighth-inning guy. And it looks like they're going, going to go with uh, Matt Festa through a couple scoreless innings in, in the uh, Japan series. And so they don't have a lot of experienced guys who they can throw in there in the seventh and eighth innings, um, especially with Anthony Swarzak on the DL, Sam tui on the DL, Sean Armstrong on the DL, IL, sorry, on the IL. So... I think that's the one question, you know, who, who's going to end up being that guy that, that's next in line after. Strickland. Yeah. It's,
1: it's not an awful looking team. Really. Um, the rotation I think will be pretty decent, especially if, if Felix Hernandez bounces back, even if that's, you know, a 4.5 ERA at this point. Um, offense is pretty good. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, what the heck are they going to get out of their bullpen because um, beyond Strickland and, and even with Strickland, it's a very um, iffy group for sure. Um, but you know, it's a bullpen, so you're going to get a couple surprises, and you're going to get some just absolute duds as as they shuttle guys in and out throughout the course of the season.
0: For sure. Let's move on to the Texas
1: Rangers. They have, uh, I think they're, I think they're set, yeah. Yeah, um, I think waiting for sure on Joey Gallo, but um, which is why they haven't set Zach Granite out yet, but. Um, by all accounts, he should be ready. Um, I think played on the backfields yesterday, so he should be, Joey Gal should be good to go. Um, I think every, everybody else in camp, they've told that they're not going to
0: make the roster. They've told Jean Mark Gomez that he was going to be on the team, and that was after they told Jason Hamill that he was going to be in their bullpen, and then he retired. I've, never, I've
1: never seen that happen. That was the one of the weirder things I've seen. Um, but. Good, good for John Marcomas, I guess. Hey, guys can change yeah. their
0: mind. He's, he's made a nice living in baseball, and, and maybe he wasn't looking forward to being the, uh, the yeah. long reliever for the Texas Rangers. All right, uh, AL Central, Chicago White Sox. <clears throat> and and uh, this was – I don't think it's been <laughs> confirmed yet, but I moved Eloy Jimenez back to the projected roster and he was optioned out early in camp he wasn't he didn't have a great camp but just based on last year he, he's one of the best prospects in baseball he, he was ready and we all knew that it, he wasn't going to make the opening day roster because of service time and of course once they signed him to that contract extension which what is that it's a six year with two yeah. club options okay so they're not worried about getting that extra that extra year of service time now so now they haven't said it, but I think quietly they just snuck him back into. It. He, he had his press conference, and then they said, "Go ahead and just just stay here." And then he went out and he went three for three with a home run. So I, I think that pretty much seals that it seals that he's he's on the team for good.
1: Yeah, um, definitely going to be an interesting situation with their outfield, though. Um, they seem to just sign John Jay honestly only because of his um, Manny Machado connection, which did not work out, of course. Um, Adam Angle is a really, really good center fielder, but just has not hit at all in his, I think, three years in the majors. Um, Daniel Polk has got so much raw power, but the glove is really bad. So um, the non-Eloy guys are going to be shuffled in and out, and, and that's definitely going to be an interesting playing time breakdown to watch. Um, one guy not on their projected roster, Irvin Santana. Um, he'll stay back in spring training for a little bit, but he will slot in. As their fifth starter, once they need one, which won't be for a while, because they've got three off days in their first um, eleven days. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's April tenth. I think he's so
0: yeah, he still has two more weeks to uh, to get strong and get ready. Yeah, but they're gonna go with the four man rotation, and then Urban, uh, Urban Urban Santana time. Okay, Cleveland Indians. Geez, they they. Uh, they if if uh yeah they really need the season to start cuz they keep they keep losing yeah. guys here they got they lost this so francisco lindor before spring training he went down with a strained calf and he's going to start the season on the injured list um, their second baseman jason capness strained his calf about a week ago he's also going to start on the injured list and then uh, jose ramirez i think he, did he foul a ball off yeah. his knee today um, went down in pain. They carried him off. They say no broken bones, but he has a cont- at least a, a knee contusion, which, which is something that, you know, it, it, it might be bad enough where he, they just want to keep him off his feet for, for 10 days or so. But um, I think they, they dodged the bullet there. But he, if, if he's not ready to go on, on an opening day, they're going to go with uh, – well, they, get, they brought in Brad Miller today, signed a major league deal. They got uh, Max Morov, Eric Stamitz, and uh, I think uh, if, if Ramirez is out for any any amount of time, I think they're going to have to go uh, go find somebody off the waiver wire or free agent market. Yeah. But they're they're losing guys quickly yeah. here. Looks like Hanley Ramirez is going to make that team. They're they're saying they're not committing to it yet.
1: Um, I think he hit a couple homers the other day. yeah that, he did. did um, he really has gotten his timing down um, from what I had read. Um, the contact was fine, but just a lot of uh, balls to the opposite field, which, which is to be expected. You're facing live pitching for the first time in, in probably six months, um, but the timing seems to be down. And he's a guy who should be a real asset for them um, as their DH. Yeah, and
0: aside from that, I think I think they're set. Carlos Gonzalez is, is not going to be ready for Opening Day, but he's a the guy they have. They'll have to make a decision on early early in the season. Um, but everybody else who's in Kent, who, who's on that roster, will have a will have a chance to um, to prove that they belong, and that Carlos Gonzalez shouldn't take their their roster spot. Yep. Okay. Can uh, Detroit Tigers?
1: Yeah. Big wrench thrown into their plans. Um, Jacoby Jones sprained shoulder um, yesterday, crashing into the wall. Um, won't be ready for opening day. We're not sure how. Big of a deal it is. I haven't seen a timetable, but I mean that that should be at least a month um, to to keep him out of for sure. Um, that'll give Mikey Matuk some more time out there in the outfield. Um, Victor Reyes right now, their fourth outfielder. Um, Nico Goodrum can also play a little bit of outfield. Reyes, a guy who they really wanted to play regularly at AAA, but as of right now, um, doesn't look like they really have a choice. Um, Unless they go out and get someone on the waiver wire, they could also bring Dustin Peterson um, back up. But they seem to be finalized other than that. um, uh, Haven't decided. Yeah, they named uh, Jordan Zimmerman is going to be their opening
0: day starter. Um, They just haven't decided on their fifth fifth rotation spot, whether it's going to be Daniel Norris or Spencer Turnbull. Uh, but I think they're both going to be on the roster. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. With with Michael Fulmer out uh, the whole season, definitely going to be trying a lot of arms out in that rotation, and and Ross and Moore probably guys who they're going to at least try to trade um, mid season. So come August first, you could see a lot of new faces in that Tiger rotation.
0: Daniel Norris has
1: been around forever. He's looks like he's uh, still
0: only twenty five. He's about to be twenty six. Uh, he still has an option left. He's been yes he three years of over three years of major league service time. Who was he? He was traded to the Tiger. Was he in that David Price yeah. trade? That, yeah, yeah. He he needs to get – They need to figure out if he, he could be in that yeah. rotation long term. Um, so, and then the one guy I wanted to get a shot uh, with with Jacoby Jones going down. They've already said he's he's not he's not in their plans right now. But Daz Cameron is in camp. He is uh, Mike Cameron's son. He was one of the guys traded. He was one of the guys they acquired in the Verlander trade. He was the 37th pick of the 2015 draft. So he's he's only 22. He's already made it up to AAA. I think he hit a home run in, in uh, the game today. But they're saying he is not not yet in their mix. But I I think he's
1: he
0: he could get a shot later in the year.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, there's nobody. That should be blocking him. Um, so if he tears up AAA or even just is is pretty good down there, he'll get a shot at, uh, on September first at the latest. I would think.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, Kansas City Royals. Now uh, they, they're 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 going to be pretty bad. Yeah. I think hundred loss team. Yeah. Yeah. But they are they are not quite set because they're <clears throat> I think they need to decide if they want to go with Lucas Duda. Uh, on their roster, or somebody like, I have Humberto Arteaga. Have you ever heard of Humberto Arteaga? I have not, Arteaga? and
1: every year there's there's one or two guys <laughs> on a projected roster by the end of spring training that I have to look up. Um, last year it was Adam Simber, actually, who um, ended up being really good for the Padres and then traded to um, Cleveland. But, but yeah, Arteaga, guy I've never heard of, and right now here is on a projected roster. So So that probably tells you all you need to know about the Royals.
0: Yeah, I was gonna call him a journeyman, but he's not. A, he's he's been with the Royals the whole time since he was seventeen. He was he's been with the Royals since two thousand and eleven. So I know he's he's had to re-sign with them a couple times because uh, he's been in the minors for eight years now. He hasn't been very good in the minors, but uh, when they sent down, I think they sent down Bonifacio, Jorge Bonifacio, and I had to replace him with somebody. Else, so I went to their <laughs> spring stats. And look at this guy, Humberto Arteaga. He's, hit, he's hitting 500 right now. He's, 20, he's 22 for 44. And 19 of those have been singles. And he doesn't strike out. He barely walks. Three walks, three strikeouts. So, that, that should be fun. I and mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't hit in the minors, though. No power. Not a ton of stolen bases, but he plays a bunch of positions. He could play shortstop, second, third. So, um, another guy that came out of nowhere and could, could make the roster. But, yeah, Lucas Duda would make sense. Put him in that. Put him in that lineup as their DH. Um, just because you can move Jorge Soler to right field. Brian Goodwin hasn't had a good camp. He's probably going to make the team. Um, Homer Bailey's still there. I think Homer Bailey is most likely going to be there, be in their rotation. Homer Bailey's own. He's about to be 33 years old. 10 years in the majors. Former uh, Cincinnati Reds superstar. Let's move on to the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, they are. Have they, uh, have they have they mentioned their closer situation they have at all? Not, have they,
1: yeah. um, and May and Parker both pitched well. Um, Roger's probably a guy they want to keep in a setup role. Um, Addison Reed was never really in the mix. Um and they've got a lot of decisions um, still to make. Um, they've got, see, they've got Ronald Torres, who is still in camp. significant major league experience. Uh, Jake Cave still in camp was pretty good for them last season. Um, but both of those guys um, having options would work against them um, as opposed to guys like Ira Andrea, and then so, um, Tyler Austin who are out of options. Um, Austin, definitely the type of guy who would probably get claimed on waivers and um,
0: yeah, is on the he's a guy on the bubble. If they wanted to if they wanted to keep Cave or, or Torres. And we just don't want Williams studio to be option. Yeah. We, we don't want to do that to anybody because he's just so much, so much fun. And I don't know how often he's gonna get to play, but uh, yeah, we want him on a major league roster. Uh, he's <laughs> he's a fun guy and, and he could play a little bit too. So I'm not sure how I'm not sure how often. But if he's, on, if he's on that team, I, I can see him getting two to three starts yep. a week. So we are on to the AL East. I'm guessing the AL East is uh, really good except for the Baltimore Orioles. How many how
1: many losses do you think
0: they're capable of? of uh, well, they
1: lost, they lost 117 last year. Um, I like uh, to think that they can't be as bad. But at the same time, the division might just be – uh, that much better. So I don't want to shortchange them. They lost 115 last year, um, but um, yeah, you look at their team, especially after sending Francisco down today, and, and it's just it just looks bad. Um, Mark oh, their
0: catching uh, duo is
1: Pedro Severino and Jesus. Sufere. Yeah, um, probably the worst catching tandem in the majors right now. Um, Severino did used to be a pretty highly touted prospect with the Nationals, but has never hit at the major league level, neither has Sucre. They've got a couple of interesting guys, um, Richie Martin and Drew Jackson, both of their Rule 5 guys, have played really well this spring. Um, but you look at that team otherwise, and you pretty much know what you're getting, and except for, for guys like Jonathan VR or Cedric Mullins, who, who should be pretty exciting, you're not going to get all that much from anybody um and and really they the thing that they might be focusing on most is how much better will chris davis be i don't think he could be worse but um the spring definitely hasn't been encouraging for him and um you know he's really got to get right because he was responsible for like three of their losses last season if you go by what's above replacement so he's a guy that they're hoping they can get right and right now he'll probably be hitting right in the middle of their lineup yeah, they have uh, Mark. Mark Trumbo was ruled out for opening day.
0: I figure that would open the door for one of their young youngsters. I replaced him with um, well, Dwight Smith. Dwight Smith Jr. who's who's a youngster, but it hasn't gotten a lot of time to, to play in the big leagues. He's been okay in the minors with the Blue Jays. Um, Orioles acquired him. Not sure if they're gonna if he's gonna make the team or if he's gonna play very often. But they have some guys who. You just don't know. They haven't gotten a chance to play yet. Joey Ricard, Rio Ruiz, Renato Nunez are three guys who I have in the projected lineup right now who haven't, who don't have a full season of regular playing time under their belt. So we'll see. Maybe. You never know. These are the kind of guys that, that come out of nowhere and, you know, by two, I mean, by the by the next season everybody's talking yeah. about them like they're, like they're superstars. Boston Red Sox. They are finalized.
1: Um, right. the, the, uh, Sandy Leon on waivers engine. a couple hours ago. Yeah. So they're all set. Um, all of their pitchers are set. Um, a bullpen that does not inspire much confidence, but they've got a really good rotation that should um, be able to handle a lot of that heavy lifting. And of course, a really good offense, um, even with Pedroia probably spending the first couple weeks of the season on the injured list.
0: Yeah, I think they have uh, – one. I think Sam Travis is still in camp just in case Steve Pierce starts in the aisle. And I think he's, he was questionable with some – he has something, a calf or something. Yeah, but besides that, this is a World Series team. Who are they missing from that World Series team? They got pretty much everybody back but Kimbrell, yeah, right?
1: Um, I, yeah, I really think just – yeah, Kimbrell's gone, Kinsler's gone, but he was more of a role player for them. Drew Pomeranz was not good for them at all. Joe Kelly was really good in the World Series. Oh, there you go. Joe but, Kelly. Yeah, I mean, the core guys Bats, Benintendi, Bogarts, Martinez, Sale, Price, Ivaldi, um, Percello, they're all there. Um, and they're going to be a really good team once again, of course.
0: And then there's the Yankees, another uh, potential powerhouse. They won 100 games last year, the second place Yankees with 100 wins. Uh, they got. Uh, They got Luke, Luke, a full year of Luke Voigt ahead of him. They have, uh, let's see, Troy Tulowitzki. How's he done this year um, started
1: out really problem? good and then had like some 0 for 21 stretch or something terrible. Um, oh, but I, I think they're just hoping for health and roughly league average hitting from him, um, especially with um, DJ LeMay, who is technically on their bench, but he'll play all the time, I'm sure. Yeah, how long before before uh Torres is their regular shortstop with LeMahieu at second? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it three weeks. Yeah, I'll, three weeks. A month, like you know, and, I know that they're committed to Tulawitsky, but if he's hitting two twenty, I mean, they're the Yankees. They're not gonna just let him start every single day if LeMahieu and, and Torres are hitting as well as they should be.
0: Yeah, they uh. They're most likely going to start the season with a 24-man roster, just because CC Sabathia has a five-game suspension, and they're just going to try to let him get it out of the way. And then they're going to decide if he needs to, to he needs some time on the injured list, uh, He's recovering from that um, angioplasty he had in the offseason. But he's been he's been throwing; uh, should be ready to go early in the season. So we'll we'll see if it's if it's right after he's done with that five-game suspension. Uh, as of now, they're going to go with uh, Domingo Germán as their number four starter, and I think they have an off day, so they'll need a number five starter on April fourth. Uh, CC suspension will be over, and so we'll see if. Actually, no, it's April third. One, two, three, four. Yeah, CC could pitch as early as April third. I don't think he's going to be ready. Yet. Yeah, in that situation,
1: uh, um, Aaron Boone said this morning they they've got. Um, Jonathan Loizaga ready, uh, lined up to, to be that fifth starter if needed for a turn or two. They're definitely not going to rush um, CeCe Sabathia. Um, and, of course, with Luis Severino out, um, they're going to need Domingo German or uh, Loizaga to, to, to get quite a few starts anyway.
0: Tampa Bay Rays, and they have uh, a lot of guys who deserve, deserve at-bats who I don't have. Well, Yandy Diaz. I have him on the bench as a, as a platoon right now. Same with Daniel Robertson, who had a really good year last year. But you got Brandon Lowe there. You got Joey Wendell. Tommy Fan's going to play every day. Abyssal Garcia, if he's hitting, he, he's going to be in there. G Man Choi, they say he's going to be there starting first baseman. Austin Meadows is there. They got a good team. I mean, they, it's, this is they won 90 games last year in that division. Um, are they better? Are they, this is a team
1: that, that is due for some regression? Wouldn't yeah, I they... mean, I don't know if they're better, but it's, it's hard to say if they're worse. I mean, Charlie Morton, big, big acquisition. Blake Snell probably won't be as good, but he's still an ace for sure. Um, a, hopefully a full season of Kiermaier, full season of Pham, um, full season of G Man Choi, who really good for them down the stretch, Austin Meadows, um, Mike Zanino, an upgrade over, uh, the last couple months of their catching after they traded away Wilson Ramos, and, and they'll continue to platoon um, offensively and, and churn through those relievers um, as well as uh, the opener uh, with their pitching staff. I think the only thing they have left to decide is that last um, pitching spot, which is down to um, Adam Kolarik, um Wilmer Font, Emilio Pagan for two spots. Um, so it's just...
0: Jalen Beaks. Jalen Beaks, I think, is still in camp.
1: Yeah, Beaks, I think I saw that he'll be on the opening day roster. Um, so that would make it one spot for Wood, uh, Font, and Pagan. Um, I think Pagan having the best spring of the three, um, but but Font being out of options and a guy who can give him some more length is, is definitely something that... Um, does change the calculus for sure, um, but with Beeks, um, probably less less important for them since Beaks will probably be one of their uh, primary pitchers or whatever they call them for whoever follows the opener.
0: Yeah, we'll see how year two goes with the with the opener. And last team is the Toronto Blue Jays. Out of everybody, every team, every team has injuries. It seems like they've gotten hit the worst the last. Last couple of weeks, they've gotten they've got hit by uh, the injury bug in their pitching staff, and that's uh, John Axford, um, Ryan Tapera, but Norris, who I think it seems it like he's going to be okay. They have lost a couple guys to the um, <clears throat> to the projected I.O. the last couple of days, and they signed Daniel Hudson today to a major league contract. Recently released by the Angels, he was in uh, Angels camp as a non-roster invitee, and uh, unfortunately, this is not a we're not we're not waiting for the arrival of, of Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. just yet. Uh, he, he hurt himself a couple weeks ago. Was it a strained groin, strained hamstring, or something?
1: Uh, quad, something lower body that oh. um, unfortunately is going to keep him out for um, probably a couple more weeks. So. Um, probably end of April um, is what you should be circling your calendar for what he'll be up in the majors. Um, Still got some decisions to make. I think they're waiting to see on Norris's status. Um, He pitched an inning today, but he's not going with the team um, to Montreal for their um, couple of exhibition games. I'm not sure how much that really matters or how much, how much we should be reading into that, but it's something to keep an eye on. Um, Elvis Luciano, their 19 year old rule five pick, um, has looked like you would expect a 19-year-old Rule 5 pick to look in spring training, but um, with all their injuries, they may as well um, stash him at this point, but they've also got Javi Guerra, Danny Barnes, um, who, who've been pretty good in the majors um, as options, along with um, Thomas Pannone, if they're looking for someone who can give them a little bit more length. So, a lot of decisions still to be made. Um, definitely an interesting team, as I've said, but I don't know if they're going to be all that good, but uh, we're really all just waiting on Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah, uh, number five starter with uh, Ryan rookie
0: elbow elbow discomfort. He's going to start on the IL. And so they didn't have a lot of options. I put Sam Gaviglio there. I, I know he was having a really good camp. And then as soon as I put him there, I looked at his stats and I think he had given up like eight runs and in three innings the, the last, like the day before. Uh, but there really aren't, that many other options that are, that are deserving. Sean Reed Foley still there. Um, Trent Thornton. I have in the bullpen right now, but he's also an option for that number five spot. And uh, I don't know, another team that could be, could be looking around next couple of days. Maybe they find a number five starter, but they don't have, yeah, they don't really have an obvious choice. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, Today we already saw a lot of roster shuffling with those those like twenty fourth and twenty fifth spots opting out, signing major league contracts, got released, signing major league contracts, smaller smaller trades, um, and that'll be commonplace over the next couple of days. I don't think that the rosters have to be set until noon the day before the opening day, or, or not even until like ten a.m. on um, opening day itself. So we're going to see many more smaller moves um, over the next couple of days as teams finalize their roster and, and work through injury situations.
0: Well, I will. I will be busy, and uh, let's see. It's Sunday evening, so if you're listening to this podcast, this is where all the rosters are at Sunday evening, and there'll be there'll be some moves coming coming down the wire. Um, but but I don't know. We'll we'll see if uh, if anything big happens. Probably not. What's the? Uh, can you can you remember any big trades? Right before uh, Craig
1: Kimbrell it's the Craig only before. one I can think of. Um, Kimber, when the, the, that, that was, was the Padres, probably like or... two days before opening day. It was like they had told – it was nuts because I remember they had told Kevin Quackenbush he'd be on the roster, and then they said, whoops, sorry, we just got Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's the only one I can think of that was literally right before the season started.
0: Yeah, and I think we've had like one trade room, one interesting trade room in the last couple of weeks, and that was that the Padres were still talking to the Indians about starting pitching, which I, I doubt that's going to happen yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but that would be that would be fun. Acquire Corey Kluber right, you know, right before opening day, and then and then yeah. let him pitch opening day. There you go. All right, John. Well, that's uh, next time we talk. We'll, we'll be regular season baseball.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: It's next Sunday. There will be Thursday, Friday, yeah, Saturday. We'll have, every every team should before. have
1: least three four games in the books if if the weather cooperates yeah, so games. we'll finally get yeah. to stop talking about spring training stats and how much to read into those
0: we'll be talking about injuries i'm sure a bunch of guys would have gotten hurt already um we we, sh- we won't be talking about who's doing bad so far because the worst somebody can be doing is let's say four four games like 0 for somebody could be like oh for 15 yeah. one for 16 that's nothing to be alarmed about yet so you know, but I'm sure we're going to be talking about injuries and who's going to replace them. Uh, so we'll talk next week, John. All right. All right.